he was literally our first recommendation on the podcast. I know. It would You're be, a great producer. I would care more if he was single. I would care more if I thought we were his brand. That was true. But if Jake's his brand, we're not his brand. <laughs> no, we're definitely not. We are not his. I mean, he's like a capital C country boy. Although I was in a Cavenders. <laughs> Something in the way that like all though in the head turn was so dramatic. And I was like, you always react to my, as if. <laughs> I've been really jumpy today. I scared myself in my mirror. <laughs> oh my God. And the elevator opened and I jumped back. But, like, I well, pressed that's the normal. Yeah, yeah, that's I fun. pressed the button for the elevator. Oh, okay. Um, I was in, I was in a Cavender's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know, right. Um, like a week or two ago because I needed inserts for my new Lucases and that are for fashion, not for anything else. Um, no, I can't wear them here because they're not ironic. If you wear them in New York, they're ironic, but anyway, um, I was in Cavender's and I was walking to the checkout and I, was of course like holding the things, got distracted by like this very cool like thing mm-hmm. and just look up at the exact moment as this other guy and made eye contact with him. And he was like Tim Riggins vibes with like a hat, on, cowboy hat on. And I was <laughs> struck. I was like, oh my God. And then I was so fucking mad. I had a mask on. I'm like, he can't see that. I'm smiling at him. <laughs> like, oh, but I love that Cavendish. And I was like, okay, new game plan for living in Dallas for this quarantine gonna date a cowboy (laughs) a cowboy would fucking hate me all right i'm sophie and i'm maddie and welcome to Single Best Scene, The Pitch. Whoop, whoop. So if you're doing a pitch this week, what show are we getting? That's right. We are getting The Dick Van Dyke Show, which is my guilty pleasure, but I don't even feel guilty about it. Like, it is my favorite, calm, adorable show to watch, and nobody, I don't think I've convinced one single person to watch it. Well, their demographic is dead or in <laughs> nursing homes or doesn't yeah, understand streaming. I know. But it's on Hulu. My dad loves the Dick Van Dyke show. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, so. But anyway, why don't you, why should I watch it? Like, what, right. what do you, well, what do you pitch I'll give you the summary. Okay. Okay, yeah, what did, I don't so, even know what it's about. I know, nobody knows. Okay, so the Dick Van Dyke show is an American television sitcom, and it aired in October of 1961 through June 1966. So this was early 60s. They had 158 half-hour episodes for five seasons. So they were doing more than what we consider a full season now. Right. Um, Where now, I guess, a full season is like 22 to 24 episodes, whereas theirs were closer to 34. But they have five seasons, and the creator, Carl Reiner, who actually died (laughs) this summer. Oh. It was so sad. Yeah. Yeah, he was the one I texted you about. I was, like, trying to find somebody maybe who would, I don't know, was just doing some research. His family member does, she, yeah, their family's, like, very big in um, the television world. Mm -hmm. One of the Reiners directed Ghostbusters, I think, and the daughter is doing Working Moms, which is on Netflix now. Oh, cool. But I think that's either his granddaughter or grandniece or something. Anyway, sorry, back to Dick Van Dyke. Um, But... 
he wrote it as a five season show. Like from oh. the beginning, he was like, it's going to be five seasons. After five seasons, shows shouldn't exist anymore. Like he actually thought that he was like, no show should be longer than five seasons. Cause you start to like have to reuse plots and stuff. You know, I get where he's coming. I, especially when your seasons are 35 episodes. Right. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. Seriously. But they were only half hour. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but still, yeah. So it centers around the, what, sorry, what a hot take for a, a, a sitcom in the sixties to have that it would end after five seasons when there weren't like, it wasn't the golden age, right. Of television. Right. And also you, um, it was just probably an easy cash cow, right? Because the cast right. was amazing. Like, that would be like being like, I'm going to stop the I Love Lucy after three seasons. Like, it's just right. crazy to think that he was so strong-willed with his principles that he was t- willing to turn down, I'm sure, tons of money. Well, it was hugely popular, like, at the yeah, time. because I think- Like, he was definitely turning down a ton of money. Right. So, it, that, sorry, it's just like, like people a really were cool- disappointed when it went off air. Yeah, and I, I think that's probably a huge testament to why you- you in 2020 like the show right. because they didn't reuse because pl- like, of nope. all of the reasons that he wanted to stop mm-hmm. it in 1960. Yeah, it's just, it's a really yeah 66 yeah, yeah it's a strong show. So okay. it centers around the work and home life of TV comedy writer Rob Petrie, i.e. Dick Van Dyke. Love Dick Van Dyke. Love Dick Van Dyke. He is a treat, and his wife Mary Tyler Moore and their little kid, who is six to eight ish in the show uh like elementary school age and it's loosely based on Carl Reiner's own life like that's how, kind of how it started and then I think he might have actually also have starred maybe in their pilot pitch but then they upped the star power and got Dick Van Dyke in and it just worked really well one of uh also filling out the cast is Rose Marie and Maury Amsterdam, mm-hmm. who are... Oh, wait. Everything I said was wrong about the Reiners. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, great. Now I know that. So... <laughs> They're uh, the right men. But they do have some kids. Oh, okay. Um, so those two people are Rob, Dick Van Dyke's co-workers. So they are also comedy writers. So the whole show is just light and funny. And they do, of course, like every episode, like... I guess has a lesson, but they don't usually, usually they don't like hit you over the head with it. You know, it's sort of a, and one of them learned something this episode, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like you need to be learning this, the audience it's, you know, this family or this coworking group, whatever, or these coworkers learn something, you know, but it's, it's a 30-minute comedy. It is in black and white, so you do have to put up with that. But it's surpri- – I don't want to call it surprisingly progressive because, I I mean, obviously it's this year's, you know, what is – you know, being, it just means a lot. Thing, it means It's progressive for the times? I don't even know – like, I don't even know enough if it was progressive for the times, but they will say or do things that I'm surprised by, like – there'll be an opportunity for them to say something that I would, ass- or do something that I would assume is like stereotypical of the time. Like for example, there's an episode where Mary Tyler Moore's character gets the opportunity to work, go back to work. She's a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. And, but she gets the opportunity to uh, fill in a role that the student needs. I think they have her, like they need another dancer. And she was a dancer before she, for the, uh, USO, whatever, in World War II. So mm-hmm. that's how she and Rob met. 
like the characters, that's how they met because they were he was in the war and she was a dancer for like the USO or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she was a dancer before. And so the since they work on this comedy show that is hosted on Saturday nights, they need dancers and stuff for the skits. It's a skit show. And so she goes to work that week. They need a dancer to fill in and they love her. And of course, like Mary Tyler Moore is actually an amazing dancer. So she's good at everything. She's good at everything. Love Mary Tyler Moore. So, and she's so young when this show filmed, which is, you know, it's always surprising to me because I think everyone for the 50s kind of looks like the same age and is like so cute and beautiful. But mm-hmm. she's literally like 24 or something That's like that. That's crazy. Um, and like, I think playing pretty close to her own age. But whatever anyway so she goes back to work as a dancer for a week mm-hmm. and the family has to i was like oh no like this is gonna be like just be homemaker patriarchal yeah. yeah 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 yeah. but like for the time it was normal right so like i know it's gonna happen and i'm just gonna let it wash over me whatever and sure enough like they get to the end of the week and you know rob is complaining to his coworkers that dinner wasn't ready one night or they've had frozen meals one night and you know uh his wife doesn't have time to talk to him like she's so tired she just wants to go to bed and uh he act you know whatever like stereotypical comments Mm -hmm. and he's like I just don't know if this is going to work for our family whatever like I don't want to crush her dream so like if she really likes this like it's going to be so hard if she's really because she seems really happy like every time I ask her Mm -hmm. she seems really happy so you know it's I see her happiness, but this is really affecting me. Like, you know, little patriarchal, whatever. And so I was like, oh no, like this is going to be so bad. And so then at the end of the episode, they're having this discussion because the show's aired. Like she was in the show. She did the thing. Like the week is over of filming. And Rob's like, okay, honey, like they want you to be a regular because she was just filling in. Mm -hmm. And they want you to be a regular. What do you think about that? And she was like, well, Rob you know, what do you think? And he's like, well, you know, if, if you really want to, like, he's kind of trying to like half-ass support her. We, Mm -hmm. as the audience know, he like doesn't want to do it. But then she flips and is like, I'm so tired. (laughs) 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 And she's like, it was so fun to get to dance again, but oh my God, I'm so tired. Like this was so exhausting. It was such a fun week, but I would really rather just, you know, have lunch with Millie, you know, her, her neighbor, like in the middle of the week and, you know, you know, whatever, do, do the errands and whatever. I mean, she didn't even necessarily go that far into like her right. little home, home wife tasks, but like it's, I'm not saying it was a progressive win because he She's still, yeah, he openly complained about her not having dinner ready and she didn't go back to work. Right. However, like the way they handled it was not Rob convincing her to not go to work which right I also that was like happen in their marriage her not going to work works for them so right good no for them. exactly and that's just like one example like and i'm not saying it happens all the time but like every once in a while i'll be like oh okay yeah like, and the way that they have conversations is i don't i don't know if it's i i have not seen a ton of shows from the early 60s like this is not necessarily something i like i'm not one of those people who like goes back and oldie? No, all the only one I've seen consistently is like the Twilight Zone. I see. I haven't even watched that. Like I mean, I, I remember seeing I Love Lucy episodes, but only because oh, of and I love Lucy when we were kids and couldn't control what was on our screen. But I 
so I don't, I don't know, you know, what was normal for the time, but, um, the way that the couple has conversations and like works through problems is, I mean, to call it inspiring is an overstatement. What? Yeah. (laughs) But so, okay, Laura is Mary Tyler Moore's character's name. So Rob and Laura, the way TV shows now feel like, especially sitcoms, like Modern Family does this all the fucking time. (laughs) So the show opens and there's a bit, right? There's a cold open, whatever. And then you get into the meat, like there's a problem. A problem is presented. And then the rest of the episode is all the drama and like cacophony that is going to result in the husband and wife having a fight about the thing that came up at the beginning. Right. Right, like that's where this is fucking going. Mm-hmm. That record. And it's just, it's... Well, I almost wonder if because exhausting. the 60s were just such a different time and also marriage was treated differently. Yeah, see, I don't, it if might be. They, the, they didn't use, and I've, I've seen like I Love Lucy mm-hmm. and which like their shtick was just, you know, yeah, Lucy. Their like, what you, was, like their right. dynamic was conflict, but like mm-hmm. I've seen that Twilight Zone doesn't really go into it. And then I've seen, I watched the Mary Tyler Moore show, but like right. they don't, um, I, I almost wonder if they don't want to like disrespect marriage in a way. And so they do have polite and respectful conversations a little bit, kind of like how Friday Night Lights did it, right? Like where it was like, we're yeah. going to hear each other's opinions and we're not going to, like, we're going to, yeah. we're going to go about it differently versus we're going to use our marriage as the central conflict for the storyline. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree. But, but they do it even, even differently than Friday Night Lights because even in Friday Night Lights, like, the climax of the drama is there is the husband and wife's confrontation, no well, matter which way it goes. Okay. Not all the time. Not all the yeah. time. Not all the time. And it's been a long time since I saw Friday Night Lights, but in Dick Van Dyke, the conversation about the thing happens like in the middle or at the beginning because like the thing will happen while Rob's at work and then he'll come home and be like, Laura, this happened to me at work today. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about it and then figure it out together. I think it's because they just weren't using relationships as conflict generators. Right. Like no. they were letting work no, be no. the conflict and then they I were agree. able to. So no, I'm just saying that's an interesting. Yeah. Like, it's delightful to watch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that, I love watching. Like I watch the Wonder Years before I go to bed because it's like there's literally no part of it that gives me anxiety. Mm-hmm, right. I mean, it is set in Vietnam time, so, like, a little bit, I guess, but, okay, like, sure. for the most part. So, I wonder if that's, like, what Dick Van Dyke could be for a yeah. lot of people. No, I, I think so, too. I mean, I hope like, so. turn it's, off friends and turn right. on something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If And that's the thing. At this point, I'm in season – I just finished season four, and I'm on trying your final to season. save it. I know. That's the thing. I'm just trying to save it. I only have one season left. But um, – because it's so easy to just burn through, like, six episodes a night because they're so short. And yeah. they're so easy to watch. And I've had to stop, like, multitasking, like, cleaning my room or whatever while it's on because I, like, actually want to fully pay attention. And – sorry, the last thing I'm going to say yeah, no, no, about good. why I love this show is Rob's coworker Sally is a, f- like, female writer – and again, don't know how realistic it is for the time. I don't know, you know, anything about it. She is a little, 
she's not old, but she's older than Laura. Like she's probably in her thirties and she is single. And so it's a running joke, but she's making the jokes. Like Mm. she's the one, like it's her stick, like, but not, and it's not like, but her whole character isn't just, I mean, a lot of it is like, you know, it's her B-pod. It's Sally's always on a date with some boy, but like she is an actual, like she, at least to me, feels like an equally valued member of this small cast. Right. Like in the workplace, she seems to be equally valued as well like in their little office of three um, between Rob and Betty and Sally. And that also is just kind of nice to see. And it is nice to see that in the sixties there was, you know, everything's about representation, right? It's nice that this very popular TV show had a female writer on every single week that theoretically like small children everywhere were seeing and seeing, Oh, well like, she works for, uh, writes jokes for a TV show. Like, maybe I can do that too. Right. If you would have told me before we filmed this, if you would have asked me what the main character's name was in Dick Van Dyke, I would have told you Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. They, they wh- use Rob. <laughs> Why? Why does he? And same, so then I watched, so that's just, I was shocked when you said his name was Rob. And then I watched the Mary Tyler Moore show. Right. And I read a little bit about it because I was obsessed with her apartment. Yes. And so her, I was her just, apartment is so cool. Oh my gosh. And like, I, I just was kind of fascinated by her and went in down a little rabbit hole. And I read they were so terrified that people were not going to be able to tell the difference between Mary and Laura mm-hmm. from Dick Van Dyke that they mm-hmm. were initially the, the script for the Mary Tyler Moore show. And everybody, please fact check this because I, I haven't thought about it in a while, but I'm pretty sure they were talking about how they were so afraid that people were going to think that Mary was Laura, that they didn't, they were going to have her be divorced when she shows up. And that's why she moves was because of a marriage. And they didn't want people to think that Laura had divorced Rob. And so they changed her plot to being that she had broken off an engagement. And then they had her ex-fiance show up on like episode four or five. So like they were so afraid the audience was going to like turn on her. Yeah. Like, that's how beloved the show was. Yeah, I know, for sure. Which is just, that's mind-blowing to me because you would never see, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a sitcom star that, like, bops around, like. I mean, people would just not go to those No, we today. just wouldn't, we wouldn't think, like, oh, that's Matthew, that's Chandler. Mm-hmm. On right, what's another, Chandler doing? Yeah, like, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. be like, what's Chandler doing on Sunset, you know, like. Yeah. Whatever TV shows he did, all of his failed pilots after Friends. But, um, but no, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, and the series won 15 Emmys, so... Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm not the only one who thinks they're great. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they've had two episodes show up on TV Guides, 100 Greatest Episodes of the Time from... um, Those are both... I guess they had some, like, extra episodes in 1997. I haven't watched those... But it was, in 2002, ranked number 13 on TV Guide's 50 Greatest TV Shows of All Time. That's insane. Yeah. That's a, that's a and pretty... And they did the list again in 2013. It was ranked number 20. Wow. So it's still, like, up there. 20 yeah. out of 60. Way to go. Yeah. So, anyway, it's a really delightful show, and I hope you like it. I'm why pretty sure I could hum. I was going to say, why don't you song. hum the theme song as yeah. our outro? Well, hold on. Before we move on, isn't there a sh- like another show called The Dick Van Dyke Show that has Dick Van Dyke as the main character? That's what we're That's talking this about. That's show. It's not black and white, though. And it's more recent than 2003. Like, it's a, like, it's color. 
And okay. it's like an action. I think it's like an action show. Okay, so there is some sort of like live action in color Dick Van Dyke. Well, no, it's thing not live action. Like, it's a whole ass TV show. No, it's on Hulu. I saw it yesterday. I don't. You have to upgrade the no, new no, okay, Dick no, Van Dyke sorry, show right, no, or the Dick Van Dyke show revisited. I think it's a Dick Van Dyke show. I revisited and sorry, it's not live action. It's you have to have Hulu live. No, it. no, no, no. This it's is in color, though. This is like an action show. Like it was produced sh- recently. I don't okay. think it's Dick no, Van Dyke. There's then. no way. Well, they're not going to name another show the Dick Van Dyke show unless it has in any way to do with this show. Also, Dick I Van Dyke can't. is like ninety. Oh, Dick Van Dyke was I'm born in nineteen twenty-five. Yeah, I'm thinking of somebody he is else. Still then. alive, but I'm thinking of a totally different show. Okay. Just ignore everything I just said. Right. Okay, Sophie, why don't you right, hum hum the th- and also let's just say you have a voice of an angel. Mm-hmm. Set it up okay, high for everybody. Like, uh, Dick Van Dyke show. Okay, let me see. Like, mm-hmm. Louder. <laughs> no, they add drums there. <laughs> <laughs> That it got louder when the drums came in. Because <laughs> oh, it goes from trumpets to like drums. Well, because you were. <laughs> you were so cool. Because you That's what like you should have done. Yeah, I kept. It got louder when she was humming it because I kept trying to turn her mic All up. Because right. you were like. So the mic wasn't picking it up. I was humming as loud as I could. Okay, I, I guess I could do it again with Nas. I don't know. I think I we should keep all that. <laughs> we'll keep it all in. Keep it all in. Listen, if you watch the show, you'll understand. So this is. All right. Call to action. Watch the show. Call to action. Watch the show. Sophie right. wants it to get more awards. I don't know. I just want you to find calm in your heart. All it's right. a crazy time. Yeah. Let Dick Van Dyke calm you. Or Rob. There it is. No, it sounds the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to understand why our entire podcast is 60s themed. Yes, yes. <laughs> All of our graphics. Right. Okay, y'all, why don't you send us a tweet or a DM and let us know which version you liked better, the official <laughs> one, Sophie's humming, or Sophie's doop-de-doos. <laughs> Please let us know. Oh, God. All right, Bye. thanks, guys. Bye. This podcast is produced by myself, Sophie Orlich, with help from Jake Orlich. No relation. Maddie Line is my favorite co-host, and our lovely theme song is by Chandler Reeves. For news and updates, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SingleBestScene or check out our website at SingleBestScene.com. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, and especially if you're one of our actual friends, make sure you're subscribed to the pod and drop us a five-star review. We deserve it. Autoplay next episode.